0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision.
1: Good evening and My welcome to the Big Footy Podcast. I love the power I love the I love power. power And joining me tonight, uh, as has been the case for a few weeks now, is Maka. Maka,
0: how are you, mate? Very good. Oh. Very good. What a week in footy, hey? Eh? And oh. uh, another good win for the pair on the weekend. So that was a. Uh, that was a good one. Just gone. Yeah, you so, broke your jinx. Uh,
1: you broke your jinx. Well done.
0: Uh, broke the the oh, so happy. <laughs> I tell you why because I had my son with me. He's now three zip at Power Games, ah. and he's on and uh, four zip if you count Magpies as well. So, so the, uh, he's the, he's the good luck charm.
1: Young Macca is uh, stronger karma than uh, old Macca's bad karma. <laughs> That's <good>.
0: right, absolutely. <laughs> Which is a, a blessing, a blessing. So really he's is. now wow. going to every uh, every away game. <laughs> um, with or without me, it doesn't matter, he'll be there
1: well he's definitely got to go to the finals for sure
0: yes, definitely
1: have we officially definitely. made the finals yet or are we still a couple of wins away from that
0: now? Oh, I think we're still a couple of wins away from uh, okay. from that Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yes we should be, uh, we, uh, there was a thread that I noticed uh, by um, Enviable Tradition uh, this afternoon which was titled top 8 or top 4 and it's um, you know, who do we barrack for? In the rest of the games, you know, uh, are we still hoping just to make top eight, or are we now at the stage where we want teams to win so that we can make top four? And we're we're a game and a half clear on uh, sixth spot, so I'm full on. We need to make top four from now. Oh yeah, no,
1: um, we definitely it, need it, to make top four. Whether we need yeah. to make top two is something that's. Bit more debatable, like whether we need, need well, to. Uh, I mean, well, look <laughs> if if the results go
0: our way, if
1: the results <laughs> go away then uh, we'll be if, second at the end of this round. If it's there, it's good, but it's certainly not like uh, certainly not worth doing like we did back in what was it two thousand and two when we had that you know absolutely grinding last round match against Brisbane to win top spot and then mm. blew it the next week because we we've gone yes. all the previous one like that's when you're sort of saying mm, maybe not need to finish top two. Well,
0: but we could probably do that these days because you got the week off.
1: Yeah, I suppose you could, eh? Hmm. Yeah. But um, if you're looking for a team to sort of barrack for, except against us, it's probably Collingwood. I think they're playing like four or five of the top six sides in their run home, which is rough for them. But it does mean yes. they're in a position to decide the top four. So that's going to be interesting.
0: Yes, indeed. Yep. Hmm.
1: And of course, the the enormous news, absolutely huge. Woof, woof, woof. Storrioli's retired.
0: You know, is this the part where you're seeing Amazing Grace or something, or what? You know, look, <laughs> he was he was a great player. He was a, a great player. Yeah, good player. Um, and he's had a very good career. You know, three old Australians, Norm Smith Medal. he was an excitement machine. Is he overrated? Absolutely, he's overrated. Yeah. Um, but I I think some people take that a bit too far, and. Don't look at all the good things he did. So he's almost—it's beca- almost gone full circle. Like he's become that overrated. He's almost underrated, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If well, you get what I mean, like people are just yep. so quick to jump on the overrated bandwagon that they're just discounting all the good stuff he did. And he was a bloody good player. Um, you know, did he get a lot of the ball? No, he didn't. Was there times where he um, he failed in big games? Absolutely. Um, I put him on the same sort of pegging as someone like a choppy picket who um, was never a big bowl winner, but just 100% impact. You you knew that if he had 10 touches, he was going to win you the game sort of thing. Um, And he was never out of it. He was always just there. Um, You could always sort of count just one or two moments. Um, And he did that in big games, Cyril, as well. Uh, He did that in prelim finals. He did it on the big stage at grand finals as well. So, um, Honestly, you know, I, he had a good career.
1: This might be controversial, but I feel like, uh, uh Motlop's a bit like that too. Stephen Motlop. um, in that mm. last week, in that last week, I watched him watching him I think, come on, Motlop, bloody do something. And he did at a really important yeah. time. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, I'll shut up again. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm at a low simmer <laughs> in terms of my, my feelings on Motlop in that, I feel like I would love to see more four quarter performance from him, but then he yeah. pops up at exactly the right time. It's like yeah, okay, okay. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That'll well, look, cost you us know, one day people... but not right now and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I've I've read some funny things on Twitter and you know, all over the shop of, you know, people calling him, you know, in the he should be in the AFL team of the century and really? you know, all this sort of stuff. It's like,
1: no,
0: Settle right. down, mate, settle down. Like can't can't be far. And stuff like, you know, he's in the top five Hawthorne players of all time. And, you know, even that's oh, no very highly de- debatable if he's Not in chance. the top 20. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, look, Hawks fans obviously adore him. And, you know, if Choppy had have played 180 games for us uh, at the, the same level of what Cyril Rioli did, there's no doubt that we would have him on a very, very high pedestal as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to separate um, Rioli the player from Rioli the person that the media froth about. Um, mm. it's, a hu- it's a huge difference. Like as a player, quite good. As a media paragon to be held up to the masses and, and <laughs> lusted over by Bruce and whatever <laughs> else, like that's yeah, no, that that's tiresome as hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as, as, a, as an individual player, I've, I have no real issue with him. Um, mm. He has been very good, and he's certainly damaged us at times. But there's He's, no, he's nowhere near the top of my punchable list. How about you? <laughs>
0: no, not at all. Not at all.
1: Not even close. So, no, no. He's, he's fine. And, um, good luck to him. I hope he can um, find what he's looking for in his retirement. He probably had a couple more years in him, but uh, that's all right. Mm. Um, yeah, so have we got any more serial stuff to talk, or shall we move along? Let's move on. Okay, let's move on to Rankin. Rankin, Rankin, Rankin. That's speaking of Cyril. <laughs> speaking of Cyril. Well, actually, I was thinking more he's speaking of McLeod, but yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's good, isn't he? He was good last year, and he's just exploded this year. Fantastic. Really good. How are we yeah, going to get him? Are we going to not... trade up for him?
0: <laughs> Look, he's not had the best of years, really. Yeah, um, it's
1: like and there, thing,
0: is, there is quite a few knocks on him. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially off-field, he's not a great trainer. Uh, he's quite lazy, I think, he, and he's a, a bit of a lad, I think. So okay. um, there, there's been quite a few criticisms of him from within AFL circles uh, about his attitude and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, that could very well see him drop down the uh, the draft list, but on pure talent alone, yeah. uh, he's definitely top two. Um
1: and, and look, I mean, if any club is in a position to say, we are happy to spend a decent first round pick on a small forward, like it's Port, because it it, yeah. it, it, it accessorises our team perfectly. Um, he's a South Australian player. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. And if he's got question marks, well, if it does go all completely kaput, then, you know, we can cover the loss. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. Although um, we'll have to trade up to get him for sure. Yeah, like, but then, there's no good. way he goes past the Crows. I think he's really hoping to get to the Crows. Uh, he we is a big crows it. fan um so if we want him we're going to have to trade up to get him um and yeah like he he would fit our side pretty well but yeah. i'm- st- i'm still not hundred percent sold on him. I still okay. think there's okay. look in terms of raw talent he's one of the most talented kids that's the, there has ever been like not even joking he is an absolute extremely raw talent hmm. um but just I don't know the the off field stuff, the attitude stuff i just there's just that little inkling thought in my head that you know out of all the top ten he might be the one that sort of doesn't make it, okay, yeah no that's fair enough. But we'll um, speak about that in a couple of months' time. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, as far as being able to trade up, I and mean, we've got to like, keep this Sinfield death ride going. I mean, it's looking like a yes. second round fix, looking pretty damn good right now as, as a as a tool to move up if we need to. So uh.
0: look, the, the death riding is uh, actually working quite well because uh, Jake Carlisle's <laughs> out with a punctured lung, and Josh Bruce's got a broken leg. So yeah, he was due to um, come back in, I think. So mm. all those voodoo dolls, all those uh, those three D three D printed. Um, things that you can buy nowadays, uh, they seem to be working.
1: Look, I mean, if if there is someone out there doing voodoo dolls, don't do it on bloody St Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, like, why are you wasting voodoo dolls on St Kilda? That's just so stupid. Mm. Um, mm. We've got a comment on Spreaker Chat from Craig Jones saying that Rankin is trying to wing guard himself to the crows. That's possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely, He's absolutely. Totally there, there's already rumours around that he has told the uh, the two Queensland clubs don't even think about it.
1: Well, that's like with Andrew again, Andrew McLeod, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and when he, wasn't he wearing his crow's cap on draft day or something? And then he didn't go there.
0: Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. There was some anyway. Oh, um, that was Des Headland. Oh, Des Headland, Hedlund. sorry. Hedlund. Yeah, yeah. He, he and wore a, was a Frio, I knew He, he that was wore his too early. A, his Frio yeah. polo shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to, the pick.
1: Yeah, that's right. to
0: the to like the that. draft camp or something like that.
1: Yeah. there are there are those players that occasionally do that, where they just go all out to only go to their destination club. And I guess sometimes mm. it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. So we'll see. I, 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 I'm sure that the second if he ended up before, he would get over it. De- unless unless he secretly is a Brad Symes. Oh, you never know. look,
0: <laughs> I would think he'd be pretty happy just to stay in South Australia. But yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, don't know. Don't know. We'll have to
1: wait and see. All you know right. Uh, but, 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 well, before we leave, Franken Elsler on Spreaker chat has asked if Franken if Franken is like that, would he be better off in a Melbourne-based club? No.
0: Well, because the Melbourne-based club would probably be Carlton, and I don't yeah, think exactly. it's uh, it's good for any there's, child there's, to go there. Really. If he told you that.
1: Player development, like there's Melbourne teams that are right down that rung, really right down the bottom in terms of getting the best out of players they draft. So,
0: no. the the two Melbourne clubs that would look at drafting him, like Carlton and St Kilda, are probably the two worst at developing talent at the moment. So, mm. uh, I, you know, you, you wouldn't wish that on anyone, really.
1: No, no, you wouldn't. Um... Mm. Hmm. All right, uh, but, 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 all right, let's just move along. Uh, we've already mentioned the two injuries to St Kilda, so let's just talk about St Kilda a little bit. They're a weird one. They're a weird one. Like, So they,
0: what, what was your pre-season expectation of St Kilda? But
1: that they would be shitful. But I'd, I would have expected yeah. them to beat the terrible teams rather than get a couple of wins over what Melbourne and the and draw with double, GWS. Like, I wouldn't have expected that necessarily.
0: Yeah. Um, so they were growing last year. They they were growing the the two years before that, probably, as well. Um, Where did they finish before that? Well, they won 11 games last year. They won 12 the the year before that. So they were kind of around the mark. But to end up at three wins at this stage of the season, you know, that's a massive, massive fail for them.
1: For me, uh, watching St Kilda last year, for me, the thing that really stood out for them is how hard... Every time had to work for every goal. Like how how much effort yeah. it took to get a goal, and to get the results they did was kind of ha- that already felt like it was just beyond them. They were performing highly, um, and so this year, I mean, it's not surprising they had you know some setbacks, and it's hard to keep working like that every single year when it's just not clicking. When the system isn't clicking, when your recruiters keep bringing in the players that I'm always excited that uh, we don't have to draft. Um, yeah, it just yeah, it's really. <laughs> to it's
0: a common thing that has been said about St. Kilda is like where is the elite talent coming yeah, through. There isn't... And and it, it is kind of true. Like they've got Seb Ross and look, he's he's probably their only A grader, to be yeah. honest. Probably. Um Jack Stevens close to the mark. He's, he's been all Australian before. Um so on his day he can be very, very good. But I, I don't feel like he's really gone on with his career as much as what many would have thought he would have. Um, You know, Billings has been disappointing. You you look at their draft picks and, you know, that sort of 2008 to 2010, which should probably be, you know, maybe the the core of their team at the moment. And and I know that they were making grand finals around that time. So they they didn't have very good draft picks. But you look at who they drafted in that sort of time frame and it's not pretty. Like Tom Lynch plays for the Crows, Reece Stanley plays for Geelong. Haynes, Smith, Cale, Begley, Dawson, all gone. You look at 2009 draft, Winmar, Smith, Patterson, Johnson, all gone. Um, and 2010, Cripps plays for West Coast. Then you've got Crocker, Ledger, Sipos, Gamble, Polo, Simpkin, all gone. Like They've literally got no players from those drafts no. uh, left at the club. And if you're going to be making finals, you need that sort of 26 to you know, 29-year-old core to sort of uh, steady the ship and push you through, and they don't really have that at the moment. And to double up on that, uh, the, the players that they've picked with relatively high draft picks after that really haven't gone on with it uh, yeah. at all either. Uh, you look at Nathan Wright; he was a pick twenty-four. Yep. You know, he's just an AFL player. Spencer White; he was pick twenty-five. He's gone. You know, Billings a pick three. He's been much talked about this year. Um, McCartney at one has struggled Goddard's barely played a game he was pick 21, pick 22 Daniel McKenzie again he's, he's not really been uh, here nor there either so uh, they just haven't had that sort of real push of young talent come through the club and I'm not even talking about elite talent just like any talent, sort of talent yeah. come yeah. through and that's why I think they find themselves in the position they're in at the moment
1: and, and look, I mean, even if, let, let's just keep sinking the beat in a little bit more. I just want to talk about that. even even last year, in that top ten of players that they could have drafted, and the guys that went, you know, in the ten picks afterwards, they managed to pick out the halfback flanker that could be a midfielder. Like that is exactly the sort of player they didn't need in Nick Coffee. They just, I mean, he's he's got some quality to him, sure. But if you're looking at things that that team desperately needs, it's not a halfback.
0: Is no, it? well, I, I disagree. I, I think Aaron Norton was the next you're, pick. You're picking, you're picking <laughs> Caulfield for his skills and for his leadership, oh, and for his man. midfield ability. I think that's why you're picking him as and Hunter Clark as well. I thought they did all right last year. Mm. Um, the Fine year before, struggling. I think they struggled as well. But yeah. I don't know. They just haven't had great draft picks at all for a long time. Um, mm. You know, they, they've sort of made trades which haven't really worked out either. Like Nathan Freeman didn't work out. Kobe Stevens, n- not much either. Uh, Luke Delaney, not sure why they did that. Um, you know, Bruce has been a success. Long has been all right. Savage is a, is a very good player. Uh, Membry as well. But, uh, you know, I don't know. They've just found themselves in this sort of uh, vortex at the moment. And it's it's hard to see them getting out of it.
1: It feels like they're one of the teams that's been sucked into best available drafting um, because there doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason to the players they draft. You know, just, they just seem to be, oh, yeah, he should go around then. And that seems to be when, when secure to draft them. But rather
0: I, than... I, I disagree with that. I think oh. they've gone with, with uh, tailored drafting. That's what I think. I think they've, they've picked players at spots to fill, fill needs as opposed to picking the best available. I think, I think it's the oh, Look, that's why they picked McCartan at pick one, because they had, you know, a, a crippled Nick Rewold and no one else. Sure. Um, so that's why they picked him at pick one as opposed to someone like Petraka or Brayshaw. A bit more um Yeah. And uh you know, that, again, like you look at someone like Spencer White, he probably went far too early. And said he shouldn't have gone anywhere near pick twenty five, I reckon. But mm. um, and he played two games. So I don't know they've found themselves in this vortex and to be honest, I think it's going to be another two to three years before they find themselves out of
1: it look, I, I, think, they've got, I think they've got lower to go, just, that's the sad thing yeah. I, I think they've got lower to drop down because they are that shallow hmm. um, and it's just going to hurt it's going to really, really hurt and trading away their second round pick probably didn't help <laughs> no <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, happy days um,
1: Happy days. Uh, Yeah, anyway, we're talking about St Kilda as a football team. Um, So they are three wins, one draw, and ten losses for the season, with wins against Brisbane in round one, then a huge drought, with the next win against Gold Coast in round 13, and then a win last week against Melbourne. Mm. Uh, But the last two wins have been by two points, uh, and they have had a draw against GWS back in round five. So uh, they've had a two-point win, the bye, a two-point win, and now they're facing us. Um, I, I hypothesize that the fact that... So they're that, coming
0: into form there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 that's right. They've had three weeks in a row and got two wins. <laughs> mm. Um, but I hypothesize the fact that there hasn't been a buy between working really hard to beat Melbourne, uh, and playing us this week will probably mean they're going to be extremely buggered, I reckon. I reckon they're going to yeah. be a, a bit out of sorts, but, uh, particularly doing the traveling over to Adelaide. But I guess we'll see. Um... The way they're start I I tried to go through their stats and they just they're as grim as Carlton's. Um but it does seem like their main objective is to get the ball. They're really good at getting the ball. They're really Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and they get the ball and it's like we got it, now what? And uh as much as, as as much as anything it seems like they just try to avoid the opponent. So they've got a huge like oh, second look. Second most uncontested possession in the league—that says something, yeah? yeah. When you're the when you're the third bottom side or whatever it is, then you've got the second most uncontested possession. It means that you are doing sideways kicks and backwards kicks and bullshit kicks in general.
0: Well, you are, absolutely that they are. That's that's their game is <laughs> yeah. uh, is yeah. play keeping. Look, Logan no. Austin, who with us was like the most dour of dour defenders, is averaging like 25 touches a game and 10 <laughs> marks a game or something. Like that, that goes to show you what they're what they're doing down back. Yep. yep. Um, and look, their skill level is just not up to AFL standard. No. Um, you know, we c- have rightly complained about Port Adelaide's uh, entries inside 50 for what feels like, you know, my entire life. Since really. Ray, yep. um, since, <laughs> uh, since Russell Ebert was running around and then mm. Scott Hodges. But um, St Kilda are worse. They are much worse. They, they are so by far the worst team at delivering football inside 50 in the entire league by a country mile Um, look they get enough of the ball no no doubt about that Um, but they just burn it far too much and you're not going to win many games uh, when you're making that many mistakes every week
1: no no Uh, and I I guess the biggest danger is their inconsistency in that you look at the teams they've beaten it's like oh they've beaten Melbourne and GWS, which is kind of surprising But when we talked about Carlton last week, the only teams they've beaten were shit ones, right? Yeah. Um, So the biggest danger is their inconsistency. It's it's would be impossible to do opposition research on St Kilda right now because you'd say there's nothing to worry about, and you don't know what you're going to get when they play well. Yeah. (laughs) Apart from the fact that they're going to have to work really, really hard (coughs) to to get a win. Yeah. Sounding good. Thanks. Um, but then sometimes the stars align and a bunch of those guys hit form at the same game and then you've got a game all of a sudden. So I think yeah. the fact that they're coming off those two two-point wins, I think they're done, but
0: we'll see. Look, well, I, I still feel like this is a, a mini danger game. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> almost up. like the Brisbane game earlier this year where they sort of jumped us a little bit. Like If we're not careful, yeah, we, if not we go careful, in yeah. expecting to win, then um, yeah, we might be shocked at, uh, at what happens because they can play well Saints when they're on their game it just hasn't really happened much but look um, there's parts of their team that do concern me a little bit um, but it should be fairly easy to stop I think
1: uh, I think that if you're going to say how the game's going to unfold then if St Kilda's going to have a big quarter it's going to be the first one Mm. Then after that, yes, I don't th- I absolutely. Don't I don't think their fitness base will keep them up after that, and if they're already six no. goals down after the first quarter, I think they're gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, if we can come out firing and yeah. uh, not do what we did last week against Carlton, but you know, be three, four goals up, then I think it's going to be pretty much game over. Yeah, um so. But look, it, it wouldn't surprise me if St Kilda kick you know the first two or three goals, and
1: um, you know, it takes
0: us a, a little while to uh, to get going. <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope not. I, I hope that we've looked at the oh, ladder. I hope I not, hope, I as hope well. every player's looked at the ladder and they've seen the only reason we're in fifth instead of second is because we don't put teams away this year. And mm. I think they will be looking at this. It's a game at Adelaide Oval against a, a really awful side that's coming off a couple of lucky wins, so they've probably got their either they're probably I think they're very susceptible. Um and I think, okay, let's get up the ranks. Let let's climb the ladder on percentage because we're not that far off now. Like if we get a hundred point win, we're getting in that vicinity, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, think, I don't know if we'll make it exactly to <laughs> to jump up on percentage alone, but I think we should be around that uh, area. Um, there's some advice on Spreaker chat from Libby saying Maca, Nurofen, and cold and flu. I sounded like you until I started taking them. So yeah,
0: I've I've had about nine of them today already, so <laughs> um, I'm starting to see pink elephants in the sky. But uh, okay, okay. aside from that, it, it hasn't really helped the cough too much, unfortunately. No,
1: the steam's good for that. That's what you want. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right, this week versus the Saints. So we've had some changes. Uh, it was four changes, yeah. actually. That was, that, was a, that was
0: a big shock. I wasn't really expecting... Oh. I was expecting maybe one. And then I looked at my phone and was like, oh, four changes? What's going on?
1: I think that the two... There were two injury changes and two emitted changes. And I think the two yes. emitted changes were predictable and therefore the injury changes were just sort of on top of that. Um, so we've got uh, Jack Hompsh out for Tom Jonas as an emission, obviously. Uh, yep. Todd Marshall's dropped out for Jack Watts and he's in an admission as well and I think that Todd he got those what two goals last week but he's he still did? he's still pretty <clears> absent <throat> and I think that now he's got yes. he's got on the board maybe he could go back and have a bit of uh time out of the limelight and <laughs> get he, the,
0: he just needs to mistakes. have he just needs to have a game where he finds you know 16 touches eight marks yeah yeah Does, doesn't yeah. matter if he hits the scoreboard I don't want him to hit the scoreboard necessarily well, I, I just want him to to get the ball <laughs> Yeah, just sure. find the ball, mate. Um, and then you, I'm sure he'll be straight back in the side after that.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, as far as the injuries, Jasper Pittard's out for Darcy Burne jones Yep. Um, that's pretty sensible. Um, yep. I reckon Jack Trengove will be feeling pretty good about that. Uh, yes. But also, it's not a bad week for that to happen as well, for having mm. jones and Trengove on the side, because they have put a lot of small forwards, or guys that will be playing forward that are small uh, and I suppose this is probably the biggest one in uh, in one way, is Sam Gray's out with injury, and Aiden Johnson's yeah. come in for him, and I think that's a very interesting change.
0: It feels like the first game in a long time that Sam Gray's missed. I'm not sure of the exact stats, but yeah. I can't remember the last time that he's actually missed a game. It must uh, be 2000 early 2016, I reckon. Been a while. Um, mm.
1: But uh, just that, that that that's not a like for like, and I'm wondering, is
0: well, it kind of from- is.
1: Oh, is, is Jack Watts replacing Todd Marshall or is he replacing Sam Gray? And I'm kind of thinking it's more the latter. Um, no,
0: he's, he's replacing – Watts is replacing Marshall for sure. Aiden Johnson's very similar to Sam Gray, except he's um, a bit quicker. Yeah, And uh, has better goal sense probably. Like for me, um, Watts
1: and Gray are more Marky types and Marshall and Johnson are more like run around and do what you can types. That that was why I was sort of saying it might be that way around.
0: Yeah. Um, do so, know. I'm very happy to have AJ back in the side. I, I rate him very, very highly. Um, it's good,
1: good to get him some game time coming into finals. Yes, just in case we need absolutely.
0: him. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, I, you know, he's thereabouts. You know, if if it was my decision, he'd played pretty much every week because I reckon he had something pretty special to our forward line. Yeah,
1: and look, I mean, he's definitely. Um, there have been times this year when he hasn't been played that I would say he could have been. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, and of course, the emergencies have uh, 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 got a name we haven't seen for a while. Jared Lana is in as an emergency. Uh, yep. Jack Combs, obviously. Jake Need is there, as he always seems to be, and Carl Amon. So, mm. uh, seeing Lena around a mark is interesting. Did you think there's any chance he'd be coming in? No. Okay, that's, that's fair.
0: Not, not with Jonas back. <laughs> not with Jonas back.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, and getting to the opposition now, this is significant. Uh, obviously, St Kilda—they changes. They've lost Josh Battle and Jake Carlisle from last week's side to injury, uh, and Nathan Brown to injury mm. from last week's side. And they also, as we said, Josh Bruce has uh, hurt himself as well. Um, and Bailey Rice has been omitted. So <clears throat> in is Logan Austin's in. He gets to face off against someone. Um, Charlie. I don't think you'll. Do you think he'll get Dixon? Or do you think they'll put him on West? Absolutely. Really?
0: Well, okay. well, look, they've got Gilbert. Dick they've got uh, Austin, they've got Gilbert and they've got Joyce as their sort of key defenders. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would think Austin would play on Dixon to be honest. I think he's he's got the size to go with him as opposed to Gilbert who must be about 56 years old by now and uh, yeah. and Dara Joyce who's going to be playing about his third game I think, so Um, Yeah, look, it's uh, unfortunate for them to lose Carlisle and Brown in the one week. Probably (laughs) not what you would want when facing Dixon, Westhoff and Watts, I would think. Uh, And to lose Battle up forward as well just puts a lot of pressure on them up forward. Yes. uh, Because he did play pretty well last week.
1: It's interesting. Uh, And what's most interesting is that I, I guess the fact that he's been named this week, like I don't think Logan would have played a game for us this year, so you probably made the right choice change your clubs.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. In
1: yeah. Uh, getting, oh, sorry, the other ins, Jimmy Webster, Sam Gilbert and Nathan Wright. So, uh, yeah. yeah, not a sub- we-
0: Webster's player, a very think, good sure. player.
1: Yeah.
0: Nathan Wright, not so much, but uh, <laughs> Webster is one of their better players, for sure. And he, he should do a job on someone like Wingard or, or Gray, I would think.
1: Okay. Uh, going to the ruck battle, so it's Billy Longer versus Paddy Ryder. Uh, Long is averaging twenty-four hitouts, five touches, five touches. That's right. One clearance and one tackle. I'm feeling pretty happy about that. How about you?
0: Look, well, he's only played four games this year, yeah. Billy. Um, yeah, look, Swiss. he's uh, he's he's struggled a fair bit. Um, you know, it's their ruck sort of thing is sort of uh, come in waves a little bit. It seems like one moment Hickey's their number one ruck, and then the mm-hmm. next moment Long is their number one ruck, and they just don't seem to coincide too much but uh, you yeah, know he had a pretty good year last year longer um, I don't think he's much of a threat to be honest no yeah. I would hope not
1: alright midfield um, there's, there's two that I think are probably worth talking about a little bit and then the rest I don't really care too much but you might want to say something you, you've got a bit more depth of knowledge I think on St Kilda than I do for sure um, Seb Ross as you mentioned earlier uh, he's doing having a good season 28 touches 4 clearances 4 tackles a yeah, game. yeah. And Jack Stephen is another one I think you mentioned earlier. So he's averaging twenty-seven touches, six clearances, which is actually really good, and three tackles yeah. a game. Um, yeah. Then after that it fades. Not, well, that's not...
0: that's where they're going to win the game. Is yeah. it in in their midfield? If their midfield gets hold of it, yeah. Um, it is quite a quick midfield. Ross is quick. Stephen's quick. Savage is quick. Mm. Uh, Billings has pace. Webster's got pace. Sinclair's got pace. The, uh, Nunes as well. Like they are a fairly quick side. Um. Hunter Clark as well has got pretty good speed, so if, if they get hold of it, um, look, we're not the quickest side out there, so we we might find it hard to get it back off them in, in like defensively in terms of sort of chasing and tackling that sort of thing. So they might might be able to get away and get some quick ball inside fifty, which might put us a little bit under pressure. So that's that's the part of of the game that I'm most concerned about, or only concerned about, I would think. Um, Look, Ross is a very good player. Uh, He's the perfect sort of outside-inside midfielder. Jack Stevens very, very good. Savage has had a a good career since crossing over from Hawthorne for them. Um, And then they've got sort of some insider types as well, guys like Steele, guys like Dunstan, uh, Mackenzie as well that can do a job there too. Um, Armitage as well is another one that can play inside. Uh, So, look, they've got... Yeah, they've got midfield options there to sort of change things around a bit if, if something's not working for them. Um, but look, as I said last week, I would hope that our midfield should be able to do the job.
1: Yeah, and if the season said anything, it's that St Kilda might get the ball and they might hang on to it and then they might do nothing with it. So that's, yeah. I guess that's the other thing. Like, even, if that midf- even if they bet us in midfield somehow, um, you'd have to say that I reckon our defence will be pretty happy to just scoop it up and send it back the other way for a lot yeah. of the time. But, uh, yep. yeah, you never know, you're quite right. Um, moving on to the forward line, uh, i oh, just midfielder. I just reckon that we've got more midfielders of a higher consistency and quality. So it's that consistency that's really important. And I think that's what's really lets the saints down this year is just that consistency of performance and, and uh, endeavor, I suppose. So, um, you know, our consi- we, we, if, if we both play our average games, we'll shit it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not I want to ask.
0: see Pal Pepper play against Stephen, and I want to see Ebert tag Ross. I think if we do those okay, two yeah. things, okay. shut those two out the game, then, yeah, the, there shouldn't be any Ross. problems.
1: Yeah. Uh, forward line, uh, Jade Gresham is the leading goal kicker with 26. He's kicking 1.8 yep. goals a game, which is low for your latest goal kicker, but there you go. Leading goal kicker. Um, is McCutton playing?
0: I'm not sure ours would be too much higher than that. Oh, you reckon? Um, 26. We should... Well, ours are 24, so that's worse. That's much worse. Yeah, well, uh, I suppose we've got multiple goalkeepers
1: as well. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> that's, that's a slight difference, I guess. But yeah, no, sure enough. I'm in my place. Um, <laughs> what's the team list. Hang on.
0: Look, we've got nine players that have kicked ten or more goals. They've got four. So
1: there you go. Um, Penny McCartan's averaging a goal a game, and he is their only fit tall forward this week. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah, well, memory as well is out there, but he's not a
1: tall forward. whether you he's...
0: classify him as a tall forward, he's 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 he is the Brian Benke of the current he, AFL. That's where fair. That is fair. He he sort of you think he's a tall forward, and then you look at the stats, and he's like 186 centimeters or something. He's
1: 188 and uh,
0: 188. <laughs> that's right. So he's not really a tall forward, is he? No.
1: Um,
0: but he, he um, I think it's probably because he's well built. He's got big tats and all that sort of stuff. He looks taller. He plays a lot taller than what he is. Um. And yeah, look, McCartan's yeah, you know, he's he's just there. He's yep. he'll take some marks and he might kick a goal. That's uh, that's about it. You know, he's kicked a couple of goals the last couple of weeks, but uh, not sure about him. Gresham's a really good player. He'll he'll cause some damage. He will. He'll kick two or three. Um, he's probably well one of their top three players at the moment. I would think.
1: If, if Gresham, I guess that's the thing, like if Gresham kicks two or three, that's his, his best
0: form pretty much, isn't it? Mm. But you look at that forward line and you think, well, they've got Gresham, McCartan and Membry. Uh, Billings you know, hasn't had a great season um, and he certainly hasn't really hit the scoreboard at all either. He's only kicked seven goals sure. um, this year and you kind of think, well, if you shut out two of them, where are they going to kick goals from, to be honest? Whereas you look at us, exactly. you, you know, you've got... You got Dixon, you got Westhoff, you've got Watts, you've got Robbie Gray, Widengard Boak, Johnson, Pepper, Lindsay Thomas, who can all kick multiple goals. Yep. Um you know, they've probably got three players that might might be able to do that.
1: Agree. Yes. That's mm. uh, the, we know they're shallow and that's probably where they're shallowest, I guess. But that's typical yep. for a bad side to be shallow on the forward line. Yes. Um Defenders, uh Logan Austin we already talked about being against Charlie Dixon and yep. that. Look, their defence is uh, adequate for what they're at but unless the midfield does a really good job then that defence is going to be under pressure against Port Adelaide so it will. Matters.
0: it will as I said I expect Webster to do a job on someone like Robbie Gray I think Geary will tra- uh, tra- um, uh, tag Boak I think um, look it's not a very tall defence either I think we should be able to be a bit more of a marking threat yeah. Um, up there. Uh, I just want to see someone like Dixon, you know, really clunk some marks and kick some goals. And, you know, Jack Watts, I, I just hope for his confidence he can have a big game. I, I really want a bit of a mini bag from him. I want to see him kick four goals this week.
1: Yeah, agree. absolutely agree on Watts. He needs to – this is the week, if he's going to step up and play any more games this year, this is the week he's got to show he's actually capable of it, so. Yeah. All right, and uh, moving on to the game in general, the coach, uh, Alan Richardson. <laughs> Should we be concerned about Big Sorry? No. Yeah. No, not I don't think all. so. No, he's, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, as far as psychological advantage, Saints to come up two two point wins in a row um, and they've got a bunch of injuries. Uh, it's got to be us, right? We're like, it's hugely us. We have hugely the psychological advantage in this week, you'd have to think.
0: Yes. Look, St. Kilda haven't beaten us for a long time. Um, and you know, I, don't, I don't think Richardson's beaten us. They haven't beaten us in Adelaide for a long time. Mm. It's our home ground. We're in good form. They're in not so much good form. Yeah, we, we have to be winning this game comfortably. Yeah, yeah
1: by lot. Yes. All right, and uh, moving on to questions from Bigfooty. What
0: you got? Question time. I love question time. It's fun. Uh, Strike has asked, uh, what do we need to improve to be seen as a genuine contender to Richmond? Percentage. <laughs> Percentage, yes, most likely. (laughs) Look, we did beat them a few weeks back, so I don't think we... I'm I'm not sure what we need to improve so much as opposed to just a bit more efficiency going forward and and some higher scores. Like, we just need to kick more goals, really. Uh, I think our midfield's performing really well. I think our defence is performing uh, excellently. Uh, It's just not showing on the scoreboard for us at the moment.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Uh... But... I will say, sorry to cut you off there, Porsche. I will say I much prefer this than last year where we were kicking 30 goals against shit teams and then not being able to kick a score against the good teams. Yeah. Like at least now we are, we, we've kept some really good teams to their lowest score of the year. Uh, the last you know three or four times we played some good teams. So uh, I think that gives me a lot of confidence that we are playing finals-type football right now.
1: Yeah, and like I said before the podcast, um, this reminds me a lot of the Magpies, in that um, in the SANFL, the Magpies, any time you played a team, they would play the absolute best they possibly could against the Magpies. And so mm. that meant that when you got into the finals, everyone else was going, oh, gee, the competition stands lifted and the Magpies are saying, what are you talking about? We've been playing at this level all year. And I feel like we're much more at that point uh, as a team this year than certainly we were last year. Like we've got, we've had some genuinely close wins. We've had um, close games against good sides uh, and we've managed to hold in place for the most part so I think that it will yep. hold us in good stead when it comes to finals pressure because we've had some pressure games this year not just mm-hmm. a bunch of you know, walk over um, destroy shitty sides and then sort of hope that you can lift about five levels all in one go <laughs> Yeah. Yep. when it comes to a pressure game so it's
0: good mm. Yes uh, Also from Strike, which of our players have the most scope for improvement in the last part of the season? I I I think there's four or five. Yeah. I think think Jack Watts is the obvious one. I think think he can give us a lot more. I feel like uh, Jasper Pittard is miles off his best. Can he reach his best again? I'm not too sure, but uh, if he can, then that makes us even more dangerous. I think Howard's been in pretty terrible form, to be honest, the last three or four weeks. So I feel like he can. Uh, he's got a lot of scope for improvement there. Um, I still feel like Ebert could improve a bit. Uh, so look, there's there's a good sort of four or five players that I think um, uh, still have quite a bit of room for improvement. You know, Stephen Moloch's probably another one as well. I, I don't think we've seen the best of him yet, oh, okay. and I feel like he's um, you know he's just, he's just chomping at the bit you know, waiting for finals to uh, to show his stuff, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with Motluck um, being the one that you'd sort of you'd say, yeah, he, he's the sort of guy that could become our best finals player because it would be good to see that awarded again. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that he's one that we could expect more out of. I think probably Sam Palpepper. And he's already doing really well, but um, just in terms of doing more actual scoreboard damage and, and the, that sort of real... <laughs> shit, He's doing well, but he's doing well with sort of secondary stats a lot. And I want to see him do well with the real primaries, like (coughs) racking up the big clearances, you know, getting the really good uh, inside 50s to forwards and all that sort of stuff. I want to see more of that from him, and I think he can certainly lift to that level.
0: He certainly needs to hit the scoreboard more, I think. Yeah. Um, You know, last year he was a good scoring threat. This year he's only kicked four goals in 10 games. So uh, I think he does need to hit the board a bit more there. Uh, Andre has asked, if Dixon, Watts and Marshall are all in form, does our best 22 have them all in? And if so, who makes way?
1: Look, it's a good question. Because if they are all in good form, which hasn't happened yet, but if they are, is it Sam Gray?
0: Could be. It's it's either Gray or Thomas, I reckon.
1: Yeah, right? So mm. Um, mm, could be Sam. could be Sammy. I guess we'll find out. Could be. Hopefully, we'll find out when all of them hit good form. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be fantastic.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Andre has also asked, with Cyril retiring and bets on the decline, who will be the lucky recipient of all that love Bruce now has to share?
1: Um, if... oh, that's tricky. For
0: me, this one's easy. This one is easy.
1: Who who you reckon? Camarena?
0: No. Nah. Out Cyril Rioli in yeah. Willy Rioli. <laughs> Doesn't even have to change his name. It's done.
1: Um, if Carlton never get out of their lull, um, maybe Piotrowski-Seaton. Um, but probably not. No, he's not he's exciting He's not exciting, enough. though. No. He's, he's not, not
0: exciting. Someone... He's a in and uh, under. I think. I think. We we know Bruce loves Chad, the Chad. Yeah. Yep. So, it could be him. He might get a bit more attention these yeah. days. No, I don't think
1: so. Um, it would be an Essendon player. Probably do different other Essendon player. Tipping Woody. Yeah, could be, could be,
0: could be. I still think Willy Rioli. Yeah,
1: maybe. I guess we'll see. Mm. I guess it might be that they haven't been drafted quite yet and we might find out next year that it's Ian Hill or someone. You never know.
0: Yes. Well, yes, that's a good point as well. That is a good point. Uh, Andre has asked uh, as well, if Richardson is sacked by the Saints at the end of the year, would the hosts want him back at Port? And if so, in what role? No, I'm good. No, no thanks. you uh, you screwed the pooch there, Alan, so uh, stick he, shit.
1: He left us in kind of really awkward timing that yep. saw us pick up uh, Little Helmet little helmet Man in his place. Little so, Helmet uh, Man? Little Helmet Man. I've forgotten little his helmet name man. temporarily, you know, he used to wear a helmet when he played.
0: <laughs> Nathan Burke? No. Was he at the club?
1: He's, no, 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 you know who I'm you named. Know <laughs> Sean Hart,
0: I know you're him that.
1: All I can think right now is that my mum used to call him the Poison Gnome. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah It's been a while since he's been around But no, I think that the the, the way in which he left kind of shat me off And I just don't think he's shown enough as a coach at St Kilda To to make me think he's got anything to really offer us
0: Yeah No, definitely not I'm happy to uh, let him wander on and uh, coach someone else Dylan 8 has asked uh, Does Justin Westhoff have a better highlights reel than Cyril? Ooh, that's a good one I it's a good the, one. I, I would say no, just.
1: Oh, oh no, I disagree I, on one condition. If you mute it, yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I still <laughs> reckon Cyril, you just.
1: Oh, but all those arsy trick goals and weird specky marks and all that stuff, if you didn't have the context of commentators frothing over Cyril and then, you know, sort of you could hear the, the, the crowd cough when uh, Westhoff does something away from Adelaide, <laughs> I reckon that if you mute it, I reckon Westos right in that discussion
0: for sure. Oh, he Definitely in the discussion, but I still have Cyril just. Sean can.
1: Hart. Sorry.
0: That's... <laughs> no, I said Sean Hart. I said his oh, name. okay. I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, Sean Hart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Nathan Burke, That's right. My... Uh, yeah. CT Power has asked, uh, if we win on Saturday, would you consider resting Ryder for the Frio game in Perth the week after? There's a chance that both Fife and Santa Lands won't be fit for that game.
1: not nah. Not until we're a
0: game clear of uh, dropping out of top four. Yeah, look, if we win and we find ourselves in second spot, you don't want to be flirting with your form that much. And it's not like we have anyone else that can really sort of come in and do the job. And look, Freya have a lot of backup ruckmen who are very, very tall. Uh, So, and look, they beat us there. Was it last year they beat us there or the year before? 16, I think it might have been. So, yeah, I, I would not be flirting against Frio for sure definitely Ryder has to play that one yeah
1: yeah I, look, I, it's just not a change you make I mean we, if you're gonna say oh we need to know how we can do without Ryder well we've already done that this year so let's not piss about
0: <laughs> yeah that's true as well yeah. yeah if look if we had someone like Lysette that we could sort of trust to come in and perform pretty well but uh the fact that we don't I, I would not be doing that no no, no, definitely not. no thank you no thanks uh Rovert has asked uh, with AJ coming in for Sangra, does this mean the end is nigh for Jake Need? Play hope so, Look, Needy Needy picked up, I think, twenty seven touches last week. Um so yeah, a oh, lot shit. of the bowl and it would have been easy for him to to come back in, I think. Um so I think it it does sort of say a lot that uh that AJ's come in. But look, we do know that um uh, that Ken and the coaching staff do love AJ. They love what he brings. They love his defensive pressure. They love his running. They love his ability to kick goals as well. So, uh, look, if if he wasn't injured, uh, AJ, then I doubt that we would have even seen Jake Need this year.
1: I hope so. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Agree.
0: A mm. uh, long live PAFC has asked: uh, Should West have to wrestle Rick every time he wants a contract extension?
1: I think we're at that point now where Westhoff should just get one-year extensions. I don't think there's any wrestling required. I think he's just in Mm. that age bracket where he's on the one-years, and that's probably great. He'll probably play his career best form um, if he's on one-years, so that's fine.
0: Yes. Uh, Andre's asked, should Rick have to wrestle Westhoff every time he wants to stand for the board? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Preferably in jelly, I think.
1: No, I reckon just um, it over on a muddy day.
0: Yeah, close <laughs> enough to jelly, that is. Very close.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: buget Bugit, buget has asked, okay. uh, who do we need to bribe to get Channel 9 to win the next broadcasting rights? After last week's Fox Sports effort and Channel 7 tonight, I don't think I can take any more.
1: There's not a win for us. There's not a win for us. Who on? who as a sports personality on Channel 9 is someone you want to see. And secondary, um, when the rights change, all those contracts will be changed and pretty much the same people you're seeing on Channel 7 right now will just migrate for the most part. The only good thing about mm. Channel 9 is that uh, Tim Watson's shown he'll stay with Channel 7 no matter what. Um, yep. that's, that's it. That's the, only, that's the only benefit. So, no, screw Channel 9.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say the next rights we'll see something pretty different. I'm going to say we're going to see either something like a Netflix or a YouTube or someone like that um, be heavily involved.
1: I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's for the reason that it's a very closed market and they already have, Foxtel already have infrastructure in place. They've already got costly infrastructure that they pay for access to. Um, and maintain and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm not thinking Foxtel will drop out. No. I'm thinking one of the free tier. I'm thinking Channel 7 might drop out. Oh, I don't think they can. What it,
1: it, it's still Why? their big draw card. It's still their big draw card. Like, if they don't have that, all they've got is the Olympics, and that just means someone will watch Channel 7 every four years. Um, not a big deal.
0: I don't think they'll have the money to. Uh, to put that much behind it. Well, I think it's all going to come down to money. That's and I feel like, the, I don't know, I uh, feel like... The magic
1: like... list exists to make sure that there's <coughs> a certain number of games are on free-to-air. That, that's why that exists, is so that they don't necessarily need to have the money, they just need to have the most money. Yeah.
0: I, I still feel like, I don't know, I feel like we're going to go down the American path and uh, we're going to see um, some different sort of broadcasters come in and, and have a bit of a play. That's what I, I think reckon.
1: You are being hugely, hugely hopeful, uh, and if, look—if that happened, it would be better. I'm certain for us, but that's why it won't. I don't think. I don't see it happening. Mm. I, I think if you look at the AFL right now, and you look at the AFL media right now, everyone's in a pretty happy spot. Yeah, there's no discontentment, and there's certainly no one out there saying, "Oh, Australian media is the next goldmine. Let's get in there." Like they're not. Media internationally is not really. Uh, making big changes. So unless there happened to be already an independent Netflixy type thing in another country that is doing sport, which there isn't to my knowledge. Um, well, there the... is. Well,
0: who? I think it was Twitter that was broadcasting a couple of NFL games this year.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's different. Like if you talk about maybe it might be the AFL will take the game into their own hands, that's, that's a different question entirely, but they'll still use the same infrastructure. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you've got the NHL network and I think, sorry, the NFL network and NHL's got something as well, um, where they basically take responsibility for their own games. But no, NHL still uses the local broadcasters largely. But yeah, Yeah. it's NFL really, it's anyone that mainly does that. And that's because they make more money than God. So (laughs) they can.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yep. This is true. Yeah. And that's it for the questions.
1: All righty. Cool. Cool beans. Okay. So, final wrap. Uh, This is where Mecca's going to do the Mecca thing, I assume. Who's the winning side and what's the margin, Mecca?
0: No, I do love Port, but uh, look, it's got to be Saints this week. No, look, (laughs) Port, it's got to be Port by... 80? 56 points, I'm going to say.
1: Port by 80 for me. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, Mm. It should be 100, but I reckon 80 gives me a good margin of error. Uh, yeah. Who's going to kick the most goals for Port?
0: Do you, Do you see any way that St Kilda will win this game? No, no, no,
1: not even with umpires.
0: I do a little bit, but it depends on the first quarter. Depend. Like, we got to come out strong. We lead at quarter time. We're home. I
1: think they if, lead at
0: quarter time. If
1: St Kilda are three, let me, I'll go on the yeah, but if St Kilda are two or three goals up at quarter time. We still win.
0: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I just
1: don't reckon they'll have that lasting power that they need. Yeah. Uh, which fringe player is going to lock up a spot for next week? Are you going to get on the Aiden Johnson train?
0: I'm going to say Jack Watts.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Because I, I want him
0: to. I, I want him to kick four goals this week. So if he does that, he's definitely playing next week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yes, I, I definitely hope that AJ um, seals his spot as well for sure.
1: Yeah, I guess that Watts is probably a safe one because you wouldn't drop Marshall for one week for what's going on with this form. It'd be a couple. So, uh, yeah, that's probably safe. I would agree largely with that, I say. Um, We're still on the Premiership chat, obviously. We're just going up, 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 very slowly, but we're getting there. Yes. (laughs) Chug, chug, chug. Yes, we are. The little train. Hmm. Uh, And are there any other games looking forward to this week?
0: Uh, Possibly. Possibly. Oh, I don't really get to see much uh, football these days because I'm usually working all weekend. But um, look, I think th- there's one game that really stands out for me, which is, um, you know, it, it's going to be a tight, tight tussle. And it's it's going to show a lot, I think. Um, and that's Brisbane Cult.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look, Brisbane Cult can't beat it. It's uh, that's the that's the uh, that's the blockbuster this week.
1: Honestly, it could be it, like it could be at least they're two teams that are closely matched. You know, <laughs> that's entirely possible.
0: Well, look, Brisbane won last week, and um, exactly. I'm Coulton pretty sure that
1: against the 2018 premiers. So sure, why not?
0: Yeah, <laughs> look, Br- Brisbane won, and um, you know it's uh, it's the sort of thing where no, did they win? I don't know. Did Brisbane win? I think they won. Oh, the I forget. Uh, yes, they did win. They yeah. did win. That's right. They did. Well, look, they've just got to be careful. They've got yes. to be careful here. Okay. But they don't want to go winning again uh, <laughs> and sort of jumping ahead of Gold Coast or doing anything stupid like that.
1: So um, what you're saying is this the, is this the Lucosius Cup? <laughs>
0: this is definitely the Lucosius Rankin uh, Memorial Trophy. Here. <laughs> and, um, you know, just, uh, just do what you've got to do to lose. This one, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let, let Carlton have a win, I think. I think Carlton will be strong and they'll be doing everything possible to lose this game as well. Um,
1: it's, it's timely yeah. that we talk about the, the, the high draft pick cup because especially when we're playing St Kilda because I remember back in 2000 when Port versus St Kilda was considered to be the, uh, uh, the cup for number one pick between two teams mm-hmm. at the bottom of the ladder and St Kilda lost and they got very good draft picks. Uh, and Port won a few more games, and we won a Premiership a couple of years' time. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, win- winning the number one cup uh, to get the draft pick is not necessarily the best thing for your team.
0: No, no. Look, uh, again, there is quite a few games which uh, which do say a lot for Port yeah. Adelaide this week. Like yes. Richmond-Adelaide. Oh, that's like, going to be a good. Uh, one.
1: It's another win-win one, isn't
0: it? You know, the, the head says, uh, you Richmond. know, the heart says Richmond. It, uh, the head definitely says, go the Which Crows on I'm, this one.
1: Oh, really? I, I mean, I, for me, the head says Richmond and the heart says, yeah, Richmond. I hate the Crows. No, that's also fair. I don't want the Crows having two, two wins against rated sides in a row. That's terrible.
0: <laughs> no, that would be terrible. Look, I am don't get me wrong i am all for richmond ending the crows uh finals hopes this week yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong oh, but that's all right. it w- it would also be um beneficial if uh, the other result uh, occurred yeah uh,
1: I, look i would i would get i would get more long term satisfaction from the crows winning but i would I'd get so much more short term satisfaction from richmond winning
0: yeah I mean the the other one is West Coast versus GWS, and this, this is the yes, battle definitely. of the no forward lines, really, oh, yeah. because Eagles don't have any forwards, and GWS now don't have any forwards because uh, Patton's gone down with an ACL today, and uh, Cameron's out for six months with um, after he clobbered Andrews. Yes. Um, so we're, we're going to see a bunch of reserves um, up in the forward line. So oh, it looks good. like Oscar Allen might uh, debut for the Eagles oh, possibly. Okay. Good. Which is exciting, and oh, it looks no. like Aiden Bonner might debut for the Giants as well. So, oh, uh, Harry Perryman, two big though. draft picks from last year. Who? Harry Perryman. No,
1: he's played
0: already, isn't he? He he played last year. He oh. played a few games last year. Yeah, so he's back. So that's um that's going to be an interesting one. And oh, no. as I said, like go the Giants with that one, because uh, that will just keep oh, West Coast. For sure. yes. That would uh, keep West Coast losing streak. Uh, Continuing, and uh, should see us jump them. And the other one, obviously, is
1: uh, Essendon-Collingwood.
0: Essendon yep. <laughs> yes. Go Essendon. Yeah, like you'd say
1: that, you know, Essendon shouldn't be Collingwood, but it's Essendon-Collingwood. You don't know what's going to happen. So, you never yeah.
0: know what's going to happen there. And look, Essendon's been in good form. Like, uh, they're actually showing the sort of form that uh, many people sort of expected uh, pre-season. Um, so that's by no means a... Uh, uh, a Monty for Collingwood I, I still feel like everyone's sort of just waiting for Collingwood to drop
1: yeah um, now there's one thing that I was going to put in my notes but I forgot to write it in which I should mention now which is this is Stephen Motlop's 150th game this week well
0: there so you go if, he,
1: if he's going to pull the finger out and have a big one this is definitely the way to do it
0: he's had a good career yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but I'm um, mm. just talking about in terms of his Port Adelaide journey so far like if he's going to come out and play four quarters and kick five goals this is a good week to do it
0: yeah I reckon.
1: Mm. All Well, I reckon we're done. So uh, I reckon yeah, we're done too. Just, just a little bit under time, but it is only secure, you know. Um, I'm we'll sure when we get to finals, we'll be struggling to fit it within an hour. But uh, assuming we make finals, we should do. Mm. God, wouldn't it be terrible to miss them from here.
0: Oh. Don't even <laughs> joke, <laughs> Porsche. Well,
1: apparently, it's the club's 500th game at AFL level as well. So
0: there you go. Well, that's good. 500 games. There you go. Yeah, yeah. What's the win loss on that? Ooh, I don't want to look. <laughs> I still, I still remember the first.
1: Yes, yes. I still remember the third as The well. third. Mm. That was when you beat Long. Yes. Yep. Mm. Alrighty, cool. Uh, so thank you for our live listeners. Thank you for people listening in their, I suppose, in their cars or on trains or buses or when they're doing the gardening or whatever else they might be doing, or just miserable in the rain. Uh, for listening to this <laughs> and if any Saints fans listened I'm sure we haven't said anything about your club that you haven't thought so you know at least you know that you're not crazy <laughs> so congratulations yep. uh, but thanks for listening and we'll be speaking to you again next week and calm the power
0: calm ports power
1: Ground goes back Lockwood down oh he goes for top the They had no one to kick it to. There was about four or five.